chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with great strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes is speaking, in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships. Though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as, as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives? Or a grapevine, figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. The word of God for the people of God. We do thank you, Lord, for we know you do what we cannot. You save our souls. And today we hear that you do one of the hardest things there is. You tame our tongues. Keep our hearts on you as your word is preached and heard and lived. To your glory we pray. Amen. How many of you would agree with me? Teaching is one of the most dangerous professions of them all. With the COVID pandemic still raging, News reports of fights breaking out over masks in schools, teachers on strike, teachers being trained in emergency response tactics because of many, so many school shootings. Teaching is one of the most dangerous of all professions. We're living in a world where Harry works in a nuclear power plant, and his wife's job is more dangerous. Wouldn't you say, Hare? Teachers should receive hazard pay 
even combat pay, but most of them would settle for fair pay. What you may not know is that teaching was dangerous long before any pandemic ever broke out. In fact, as far back as when James was writing, he tells the church that not many of us should become teachers. Well, that's kind of odd. Most parents, if their child says, I'm going to be a teacher, oh, they hug her and, oh, that's wonderful, and add to the community and help the next generation, and not James. Not many of you should become teachers. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why not? Because teachers talk. That's how teachers teach. And talking is one of the most dangerous things a person can do. I remind you, this was taken so seriously in the days when James was writing that soldiers could not become members of the church because they swore allegiance to Caesar. Even if they swore allegiance to Jesus Christ, as soon as they swore to anyone else, they were not included. Teachers were excluded from the church because they taught mythologies. There was a strictness around those who were qualified, according to the church, to teach. This is so serious that James, in the first chapter of his letter, tells us that whether or not we bridle our tongues is nothing less than a test which determines whether our religion has value or not. We know it's true. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah says, Woe is me. Here he is standing before the very throne of God, and he's saying, Woe is me. Why? Because he knows he is a man of unclean lips. When Paul, in the third chapter of Romans, humbles us all by reminding us that all of us are sinners, half of his examples of our sin are sins of the tongue. Drive through any neighborhood, you'll see backyards and front yards filled with evidence of just how far and just how many people have gone spending money, spending time, spending other people's time, trying to control their cats and dogs. Today, with very bold words, James tells us that trying to control our tongues is more like trying to control a great white shark than a hamster. 
The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it is itself set on fire by hell. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. And is there any doubt that our world has been set on fire? Last week, Sissy and I watched a television show about a 15-year-old girl who was so bullied online that she took her own life. That family's world was set on fire by the power of the tongue four score and seven years ago give me liberty or give me death no taxation without representation nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus our Lord the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. In the beginning was the word. Nothing but words. But how they stir our souls. Words have the power to heal, to unite, to mend, to inspire, to excite. But words also have the power to dishearten, to discourage, and to destroy. One pastor spoke, spoke James's truth this way. The tongue is a great paradox. It is the producer of all our praise and the maker of all our malice. We both love and hate with the tongue. If we take James seriously, we are all to some degree Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Peter denied his Lord with his tongue. Peter also confessed Jesus to be the Christ, the very Son of God, with his tongue, with his words. That's the power of the tongue. There is a Japanese proverb that says, the tongue is but three inches long, yet it can kill a man six feet tall. It can speak treasure or it can speak trash. We know the saying, loose lips sink ships, but they also sink reputations and businesses, and relationships, and self-esteem, and lives. Our marriages will never be better than our mouths. Fill a marriage with trash, and guess what you're going to get. But fill a marriage with treasure. Our relationships with children, 
or grandchildren or co-workers or friends or church family or strangers will never be better than our mouths. So let me ask you the question I've been asking myself this week. This past year, if someone had paid you $10 for every kind word you ever spoke about other people, but also collected $5 for every unkind word, would you be rich or poor? I once saw a poster that said, the non-Christian world reads Christians, not the Bible. We may not desire to be teachers, but we are teachers, every one of us. We may not want to be role models, but we are actually something even more. We are living witnesses. So as my older sister said to me a few thousand times while we were growing up, watch your mouth. Yes, the world has been set on fire. But the wildfires of the tongue cannot compete with the water, the fresh water, the living water of our baptisms. Just like itty-bitty Peggy can control a 1,200-pound horse, yeah, yeah, get that image in your head for a minute. Just, just like that, the tongue can control every part of our lives. But just like my mask, the mask I wear, every word we speak should be spoken through the cross. Thanks be to God, as powerful as the tongue may be, the Holy Spirit has the power to tame any tongue. So don't try to fight your way through it. Don't resolve, I'm going to say only kind words. Frankly, I've tried it. It doesn't last very long. That's the truth. But when I turn it over to the Holy Spirit and pray each day for that Spirit, that precious, wonderful Spirit, to guide me, to lead me, everything else falls into place. So pray for the Holy Spirit. And may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen.